everybody and welcome back to It Takes a Village, a podcast from Healing Hands International where we introduce you to folks who are part of our village and part of the work that God has invited us to do to raise up a good and beautiful world. I am Jessica Markwood, Healing Hands Women of Hope International Coordinator, and I'm guest hosting today because we're going to be hearing from our Women of Hope Coordinator in Zimbabwe, Ngoni Dashe Mudzani, or Ngoni for short. Our HHI president, Art Woods, was able to travel to this country in Southern Africa recently and sit down and hear from her about some of the work going on in some of the villages where she works. Ngoni started working for HHI Women of Hope at the beginning of 2021, and before that worked for a few other organizations doing similar work. She received a degree in development studies from the Great Zimbabwe University and has a master's in population studies from there as well. And as we are recording this, she is taking exams for an additional course in monitoring and evaluation. So obviously she brings a lot to our team. Ngoni has done so much in almost two years that she's been working with us alongside our country coordinator, John Dubay and his wife, Nakasai. She's trained hundreds of women in business skills, facilitates at least 10 savings groups and oversees 10 different women's co-ops, four of which started this year. So we've got sewing groups, peanut butter groups, a couple bakeries and a popcorn group that she meets with regularly. So she's very busy doing all of this, but she's very skilled and very passionate about what she does. And Zimbabwe is not an easy place to work, but God has opened a lot of doors for us through her. And I think it's really important to say that she always looks amazing doing this work. And you will not catch Ngoni doing a training out in a village without perfect hair and amazing dress and heels on. So I think that makes her all the more inspiring. So we hope that you enjoy this conversation between Art Woods and Ngoni Dashe Mutsani. Okay, this is a recording with Ngoni in Zimbabwe on our trip. We'll start Ngoni with, um, tell me a little bit, of, just tell us your name and then tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you. Um, my name is Ngoni Dashe Mutsani. I did a uh, Bachelor of Arts honors in development studies with Great Zimbabwe University and then after that I did the masters in population demography and population studies with Great Zimbabwe. Currently I'm doing the monitoring and evaluation program with that same institution. Ngonizashe uh, is a lady uh, coming from Chimanimani born in a family of four children with uh, firstborn being a son and three others are ladies. Ngonizashim Zani likes um, praying, listening to different or various preachers, love reading the word sometimes and listening to gospel music and also enjoy traveling. Very good. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with HHI, how long you've been with us here in Zimbabwe. For the HHI, I've been involved since February 2021. That's when I was called for a job. So I have, it's been a year now working with Healing Hands International. But before involved with Healing Hands International, I have been 
working with various non-governmental organizations, uh, doing some part-time, working with, with them for shorter periods as compared to Healing Hands. And so far, um, as I've been involved in Healing Hands as a women coordinator, um, the work has been fine, it is good, and I'm enjoying everything so far. So you're currently serving as the Women's Project Coordinator, Women of Hope Coordinator yeah. here in Zimbabwe. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, very good. So that's been a little over a year. So um, how do you see, how have you seen God working in this, in the experiences you've had so far? So far, uh, seeing God in working, the first time is that uh, of being located to be chosen to be a woman coordinator, whilst I was not yet uh, an older woman. So <laughs> it's the first uh, touch that I see God is working in my life. <laughs> Second one, I am, as I'm working with the women, um, I have, they, test, they have been testifying that um, the workshops or how I work with them, uh, they have, they are enjoying uh, spending time with me and they really want to have the project and I've seen that uh, the Healing Hands or Women of All Projects is transforming many people's lives, especially women, through empowering them, through supporting them with uh, what to, with the money for maybe domestic use or provide them with uh, other financial needs as well as empower them. So I see God working through them. As you've worked with these women, how has that impacted you, your own life? Has it changed anything about your thinking or? Yes, as I'm working with these women, uh, I have been transformed somehow, some way. Um, I've been so short-tempered person, but as time goes on with uh, working with different people, uh, teaching them the manual and different lessons, I'm also, the way I tell them, I'm also recalling it and uh, telling myself that this is good, this is bad. So it's kind of, uh, I'm transforming, I'm, I'm being transformed from being uh, short-tempered uh, to uh, that that person who is not short-tempered. <laughs> also, you know, when you spend more time with other people, you learn some good things mm -hmm. from them. Mm -hmm. So some things are learned by seeing, some things are learned by taught. So I've learned a much, and uh, so far I'm practicing uh, praying, and you learn how to be a good wife through uh, <laughs> having many conversations with uh, different women. Mm. Yes. So has there been one experience so far in just the year and a half, has there been one experience that really stands out in your mind that it, when you think about your work, that's the one thing or the one experience you think about? Has there been one? Yes. So far, um, being a coordinator, is one thing that uh, amazes me so much and that experience that I started teaching women at a tender age 
of course I'm a grown up but I was I wasn't married by that time and you know how it feels to stand uh, in front of all the women <laughs> telling them to behave as good and you are not a woman uh, a married woman at all so that experience uh, teaches me something good and it continues to motivate me where I go to teach them every, okay. every time. Has there been one project that you've enjoyed the most out of the ones you've done so far? Uh, not only one. <laughs> I've enjoyed uh, many of them, but the most ones are the two, the bread making and the popcorn making mm. projects. Yes. I enjoyed those. And I loved the, those projects so much. Very good. What do you, um, you've talked a little bit about what you enjoy about the work. What are some challenges that you experience in this work? Yes, of course there are some challenges. Uh, for example, you, you have a group, since uh, our groups are identified by maybe by preachers at our, we use preachers at local churches to identify some women who would want some projects or would want to be involved in projects as well as uh, community women. So the challenge comes when uh, the project has been handed over. Sometimes when you call for monitoring and evaluation, uh, you would want some, let me say, for collecting the financial reports. I would want some reports so I would, I would call them and sometimes no response, or sometimes they are they they lack uh, good uh, reporting skills. That's the challenge with them. Sometimes in some areas they are no networks, and for example the Bikita and the Chenwe, like in Masungode, you have to send a message, and it's not always. Uh, that message will be delivered on time. Sometimes it will bounce back. So we need to resend. Uh, sometimes information will take longer to reach to you. So you find uh, when I report or when I want to report back to you uh, or to the HI, HI organization, it takes more time. It's more like time consuming. And sometimes um, I would want to visit all the groups. Let me say, uh, at the when at the commencement of the year and at the end of the year, sometimes calling alone is not uh, enough. You need to be on the ground uh, hearing what they say, because sometimes uh, some women uh, they are not always on the ground as they say they are. So they will come when they hear you are going to have a visit at their place. So you need to have more time of um, notifying them you are coming. And sometimes you have to say I'm coming uh, in the mid or in the end of the year or between, in between the, the second month or the first month of the year. So that you can see how the group is going well or not. Because uh, when it, you take so much time without uh, having a face-to-face -face conversation with the group, that's where the loopholes start to um, 
grow into big challenges, big problems, and you find that some will draw back and some uh, have some challenges. They thought uh, leaving the group is the best way. And yet, uh, without me noting, notifying, being notified. So that's the other challenge. So if possible, maybe I should uh, have more frequent visits for my for all my groups at least twice or thrice per year per group mm -hmm. and discuss the challenges and the benefits as well as the merits of the groups and um, sometimes when women say we need projects um, it happened to be uh, there are some leaders in the groups it may be maybe uh, a local a local wife leader or a leader within the church that may cause a havoc in the group. But when I come and ask what's the challenge to the group, they are not so very open. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure out who is causing the problem and I have to do it wisely because if you know maybe the one causing and telling her uh, in front of others maybe she may feel that uh, she may feel embarrassed and feel that maybe I should withdraw and leave the group. So, uh, because my purpose is to uplift the women as well as uh, bring them into one and uh, for them to support their families, I should learn how to talk to each and everyone in a good manner so that they remain, the groups remain intact. Yes. Yes, I think that's uh, some of the challenges that I have. So it, it really is all about relationships that you form with them, getting to know them. Yes. And what I hear you saying is visiting more often, being with them more, yes. enables you to be more present, to yes. learn how better to help enable them and empower them. Yes. Okay, very good. So if you had a vision or a picture or a dream, maybe is the best way to say it, for your work, what... What would that look like to you? Have you ever thought about what what would you really love to see your work and the work that we're doing with women in Zimbabwe accomplish? So far, what I've been thinking or what I've been seeing as a vision, I was thinking maybe uh, we must have uh, a woman of hope. Uh, most of her, like a school like a college like a what can i say a hands-on school which which is good at teaching women with some practicals like sewing like weaving uh, baking um, uh, as well as um, knitting uh, hair pleating maybe we can because in the villages there are some women who haven't that opportunity to go to school right so we would have them involved in those uh, kind of teaching so that they can empower themselves through hands-on projects mm, very good you're doing a great job here in goni and um it's just amazing to watch you work uh, as you interact with the women and the people there and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing some more of your projects on this trip um, and we appreciate 
all you're doing here and we pray for you often and thank you so much thank you so much are so grateful for Ngoni and all that she does, and she does so much. But for our listeners, I wanted to walk you through what our work in Zimbabwe looks like and tell you a little bit about the popcorn business that Ngoni mentioned in the interview. So at the beginning of this year, I see an email in my inbox from Ngoni, and the subject line says, Maputi Gun Business. Now, I don't know what a Maputi gun is, but it does not sound great. I started looking at the budget line items in a business proposal, and it's things like metal and welders and lots of things I haven't seen on any other proposal. So, y'all, I am panicking, and I messaged my supervisor, Elisa, and I said, I'm not sure, but we may be funding arms dealers. But um, luckily, after a quick Google search, I found out that Maputi is the local word for popcorn, and the Maputi gun is basically a giant popcorn popper, though it does look a little like a weapon, and apparently when the popcorn launches out is quite the spectacle. But anyways, after I figured out what the proposal was, we began finessing the business plan with the women, figuring out how this plan could be profitable. Ngoni facilitated all of the training, communication, and advising back and forth while the women were working to save money, and I was working to find some additional funding. So once the women had a strong plan and had saved 10% of their startup costs, and I had worked with an individual who was interested in investing in the business, we were ready to launch. So Ngoni and our country coordinator, John, drove the supplies out to the Kushingarira group in an area called Bakita South. They did a machinery handoff and a popcorn training that was witnessed by the whole community. And if you're like me, you may be thinking, can popcorn really change lives? And as it turns out, this popcorn business is one of the most profitable profitable ones that we work with. 14 women have a regular income and enough to pay school fees for their children. And Ngoni visits them regularly to encourage them, troubleshoot issues, and provide more training and business skills. And she does all of this for 10 businesses that we work with, made up of more than 119 women. So it's no small accomplishment to manage all of this. But what really connected to me in this interview is what Ngoni has been able to accomplish as a young unmarried woman. Though since this interview, she has gotten married. So congratulations to Ngoni and Danny. Ngoni and I started in our roles with Women of Hope at the same time. We are both young, unmarried women who have to navigate some tough situations that aren't exactly helped by the fact that we're young, we don't have husbands, and we don't have children. And I think there's many women in the U.S. who might feel this, but especially in a lot of the places where we work, you aren't really seen as an adult until you're married with children, which makes it hard for her to go into these different places and teach women how to do things differently, or like what she was talking about, navigate difficult conversations. She has to go the extra mile to be heard. But as she said, God has really worked through Ngoni in unexpected ways and has given her a lot of skill and a lot of expertise in rural development and has connected her to a lot of the right people along the way. And as she and Art talked about, she's cultivated honoring and mutual relationships that have allowed her to gain a lot of respect in these communities. She's teaching, but she's also learning so much from the women in communities where she works. She really embodies that message from Paul to Timothy 
that God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, and to not let others look down on you because you're young, but to set an example for them in love. And what I wish you all could see is what a powerful presence she is when she's doing these trainings and follow-up coaching. I've only been able to see in pictures and videos, but it's so obvious that Ngoni really comes into her own when she's doing this work. And the success that we've seen in Zimbabwe is proof of that. Every picture and video she sends is of groups of women celebrating and laughing with her. All of the reports she sends tell stories of women who she has equipped to manage businesses and save money in ways that have really transformed their lives and transformed entire communities. So I'm really thankful that God connected Healing Hands to Ngoni, and I'm thankful that you all were able to hear from her today. She's a really amazing part of our village and has shaped our programs in a way that has allowed us to deepen and expand work in Zimbabwe. And if you missed our earlier episode with John Dubay, our Zimbabwe country coordinator, you can go back and listen to that one to find out about other work going on in Zimbabwe. So thanks so much for getting to know part of our village today. And we hope you'll remember to subscribe and share with folks in your village. To learn more about the work we're doing, you can check us out online at hhi.org or on our social medias at Healing Hands International. It takes a village to do this work, and we're glad to be doing it together with you. We'll see you next time. Na, 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 na.